Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 182. Bit of a quicker one. I feel like it's usually because I have to work, but today it's you. Right. Yes. Uh, so today we're going to talk about the NFL. It's back. It is. Hall of Fame game. Uh, let's everybody hop on the Dorian Thompson Robinson. Is that his name? Yeah. DTR. I just remember that from college. UCLA. Let's hop, let's hop on that train. He's going to be the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, to play in a Hall of Fame game. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, he outdueled Zach Wilson, so. Yeah, who's fighting for the number two spot. <laughs> uh, then we're going to talk post-MLB trade deadline, uh, Patrice Bergeron retiring from the NHL, and the new richest deal in NBA history because this, this money, they just have all, basketball just has all the money, outside of soccer, which, which we probably should talk about too, the Killian Mbappe yes. almost deal. Uh, but let's start post-MLB trade deadline. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I just want to take two seconds to laugh at the Mets, who spent the, all of the money, just yep. like basketball. Yeah, to try and win this year. And then told Max Scherzer we're taking a step back. I, I, this is what I don't understand. So it's not like those guys signed one-year deals, right? Verlander was two. Yeah. Scherzer, I think, was two as well. Yeah, because he opted. He had right? to opt in as part of the trade. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't understand. Like, okay, we're not going to win this year, but, like, what about next year? Like, they would have had all the place, pieces in place for next year, but it's like it was it was almost like they're like a college basketball team. Like, it's this year or bust. Yeah, it's a one and done. It, one and done. Yeah, it's time to move on, even though we signed you for two years, and we're going to pay basically your entire contract to go win a World Series in either Houston or Texas with those two guys. Did do you see the Verlander interview before the Yankee game? No, it was it was Ken Rosenthal in the dugout, and it was like he was pretty honest about like he's like even until the last few like like days we kept thinking we can turn this around like we right. can save the season when right. it, it's lost even during the game. John Smoltz was like, uh, I think the Padres can still go on a run. Yeah, I don't know where he's getting that from. Like, it, it, if it would have happened, it usually happens by All Star break time, right? Like if they if you look at the numbers. Most teams that are in the lead by the All-Star break, they win. Like, when they don't, that's, like, a huge story, yeah. right? It's like Bucky Dent and the Yankees, right? Like, it, it becomes, like, it's mystique because these teams usually don't fall apart that badly to lose. Tampa Bay may be on that way, but... And, like, the Houston-Texas, like, if Houston wins the division, that's not going to be a shock. They were always within, like, five games. And, and, te and both teams are going to make the playoffs. They may have to play each other at some point, but... Yeah. Um... So the first one, uh, David Robertson, who said a few days before getting traded, I don't want to get traded. It's too much for my family. And the Mets just, okay, uh, we don't care. You're going to Miami. Right. And I think that was, even Scherzer said that. He said before he got traded, he was upset about that. It was kind of just a domino effect. And yeah, I think this trade deadline honestly was a bit of a, like obviously Verlander and Scherzer are huge names, but I feel sure. like so many other names got floated out there. Like I know Otani got taken off the market yeah. like a little early. Apparently Pete Alonso was on the market. Like I want to know, like if you're someone like Francisco Lindor, do you, do you want to be a Met? Yeah. Like you're, are you retooling? Like, if you're retooling, I guess that's a different story. But I, I find the one thing that I didn't realize till now that that will affect the deadline is that so many teams are in it now is, like, everyone wants to be buyers instead of it was almost, like, down the middle. You knew, like, 
50% of the teams are out. Let's make those other 50% of the teams that are going to make the playoffs or might better. Yeah. So there was like way fewer deals than any other year I found. Because a lot of teams were just kind of like, eh, we're kind of in the race, so we're right. just going to keep everyone. Status quo. Yankees, like the Yankees. Mariners. Right. They're all like, we, we got what we got, so let's see what we can do. Instead of making that Verlander or, you know, Max Scherzer push. Even the Angels, who are in the playoff hunt, like, they at least made moves. They got Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Randall right. Grichuk, CJ Crone. Like, they went out and made moves to try to make the playoffs. And again, for the Angels, this is, like, the first time in, like, up teen years that they even have a chance. I think Mike Trout made the playoffs once. I feel like I remember him losing to the Royals. Maybe that was a wild card game, but I, I feel like I remember at least one Mike Trout playoff game. Okay, so 2014 or 15. <laughs> uh, the LA Dodgers also just buyers galore. I like the I like when teams bring back guys. I always think, well, obviously Verlander, but uh, the Dodgers brought back Kike Hernandez, which was a weird number change because while he was gone, they retired. I can't remember who was 14, but they retired the number 14, which he wore okay. before. Right. So he came back and picked number eight. Uh, they brought back Joe Kelly, which right fan favorite for sure. Yeah. Uh, they got Lance Lynn. Right. Who was talking, talking smack about the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the, just the shaving thing. Oh. It was like, I just hated to shave every day. It's like, yeah, no one wants to. Right. Um, and then they got a Med Rosario, which I found was a very under the radar move, and right. it was a little weird. But I guess they don't really have a shortstop. Like I didn't yeah. think about that. Like Mookie Betts is sometimes their shortstop, right? So a lot of I think the Dodgers' big thing now is just like versatility. They have so many pieces that can fit around the diamond. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't really think they have a competitor in the division. Like they, I think they thought it was going to be the Padres, and it's not. Like. Arizona like, is kind of there. But San Francisco's like, gotten hot. but Yeah, but again, those are the two teams I don't think the Dodgers thought they would have to swipe off to win their 100th division title in a row. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee Brewers, in the middle of their division hunt, they get Carlos Santana and Mark Canna, another New York Met on the market. Like, solid, nothing crazy. So if you're a Milwaukee Brewers fan, they probably have the same record this year than they did last year at the deadline. And what did they do last year? They traded. Yeah. It's like they gave up. Yeah, they gave I, up Josh I, Hader. I don't understand. This year we're going to try. Yeah. And they're, actually, I think they're in a tougher race this year because now the Cubs are hot. The Reds. The Reds are there. It, it I, Before, it was always either the Cardinals or the Brewers. Now, like the Cardinals, they must still be last. Yeah. And they, tra uh, they, I think they were tied with the Pirates. No, there's a team that I'd like to know their record after May 1st, <laughs> the Pirates. They must be the worst record in baseball. At least up there. Yeah. Uh, Houston, again, we talked about, they did two reacquirements Kendall Graveman, who pitched last night. Right. And Justin Verlander, who it was, it's funny that it almost seemed like one of those, you know, how we always talk about guy, a guy will get traded and he'll say, like, oh, I'm going to come back in free agency. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Chapman. Chapman did that. They right. traded him to the Cubs, and then he came back came to back. the Yankees. Right. Um, that just kind of felt like this. That kind of move. Yeah. It was yeah. just the end of just a, the ultimate punt by by the Mets. Uh, now I wonder if Verlander's pitching this weekend in New York. They said Saturday. Okay. It's supposed to be Verlander Cortez. Gotcha. Not bad. It's also right. not the Fox Saturday game. It there's two. Uh, it's Red Sox, Blue Jays, and then it's something oh. else. Dodgers, Padres, I think play this weekend. Oh yeah, cause yeah, cause it's a um, I think it's a noon game. 
Well, that's tomorrow. Weird. Yeah. Um, or one o'clock, but yeah, it's an early game. Uh, Texas, they just went out. They joined the arms race. They got Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, for sure. Like their first time in how many years for them that they're competitive. Of course, you're going to go out and make some moves. And those are two good moves. Yeah, two really solid pitchers. And yeah. for the Cardinals, they've just kind of they've first time in I can't remember the last time that they ever were sellers. Were sellers of the deadline. Right, right. They're the Cardinals. They're the Yankees of the National League. Uh, Tampa Bay got Aaron Savali from Cleveland. Just, I mean, it's just like the rich get richer, I guess. Yeah. I don't think Tampa but, Bay's pitching was their weakness, but right, never hurts to get better. Nope. Uh, Arizona got Tommy Pham and Paul Seawald from Seattle. Yeah, to, like <laughs> replacement pieces, I guess. Right, in case someone gets hurt, type of thing. Yeah, it seems like. Uh. The Cubs, who were going to be the seller, and it was Demarcus Stroman and Bellinger, they take both of them off the market. Right. Uh, Marcus Stroman actually got hurt, um, but they got uh, Jammer Candel- Candelario from the Nationals, which okay. I'm surprised. I guess they just don't really have guys to sell off. <laughs> yeah, like, they have already did their selling. That was their only guy. A couple years ago. Um, Michael Lorenzen got traded from Detroit to Philadelphia. Um and in his first start was insane. Like, he was amazing. It was that yesterday was the first game. Like, Scherzer had a bad first inning for Texas. He settled in. Right. Lorenzen was good. Jack Flaherty made his debut for the Orioles. Yeah. And retired 15 straight batters. These, these poor Blue Jays. I I went to the Blue Jay win on, was that Wednesday? And it was the weirdest game ever. And I went with a Blue Jay fan friend who just was not happy. And I think everyone else... and. Of course, there were a few fly balls into center field where, or the outfield in general, where no one moves and the whole crowd. <gasps> and it's just, it's really embarrassing. Where'd you sit? Uh, it was like, I should have taken a picture. It was 500s behind home plate, but it was like the first row of the 500s. So you really got to see the pitches looked really, you could see those pretty nicely. Probably better than the umpires, to be honest. Um, other moves, Josh Bell, Jake Berger going to Miami, and then the Marlins, to celebrate getting a guy named Jake Berger, were selling $5 burgers. Wow. And they are, I think they're 5-13 and 13 since the All-Star break. How's uh, that leadoff hitter doing? Arias? Yeah. Like I he think was... he's still at like 380 oh, average. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. I, I hadn't heard from him, so I figured he was really falling off the <laughs> 400 uh, scale. I think it's just the Marlins have kind of fallen off. Yeah, just in general. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez with the Tigers actually denied a trade to go to L.A., the Dodgers. Well, you had a no-trade clause? No-trade clause, oh. and he just wanted to stay on the East Coast. Wow. So, weird to see someone deny a move to the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. But, you know what? They're they're kind of the, the heavy hitters now, so they can they can afford losing one, losing one trade. Uh, Blue Jays, so they made three trades, all with the Cardinals, right. but three separate trades. Uh, they get Yenesis Cabrera, Jordan Hicks, and Paul DeYoung, who right. the Paul DeYoung debut game was Wednesday, and right. they didn't have any footage of like him holding a bat in a Blue Jays jersey, so they just like used other guys' videos, but they just cut off the head, so it's just like random, like you could just see the jersey like in a oh. bat, you couldn't see his face. It was pretty funny. That, uh, and that move doesn't happen if Bichette doesn't come up lame on uh, Monday. Injured list: patellar patellar tendonitis. Which seems like something that'll just linger. Yeah, that's not good. Like, it's not something where it's like, okay, this is a direct timeline. Right. Rest for three weeks and you're back. 
Um, what else we got? Uh, I guess other Blue Jays stuff. Jordan Romano, he got hurt, which I think led to the Jordan Hicks move. I really like yeah. their bullpen now. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten better for sure. Which uh, is their weak point. Alec Manoa uh, hit Taylor Ward in the face, which was pretty bad. Yeah, that... you could see him probably break his nose. I think he's like, I think he's on the sixty-day injured list, so he's probably done for the year. Yeah, that was yeah. Like it didn't, it didn't hit anything. I thought at first when I seen a couple of replays that it hit his helmet and glanced off, but it was from the impact of the ball hitting his face. His helmet flew off. It had, didn't touch his helmet at all. It was a direct. It was ugly, and yeah, I wonder if that's going to affect Manoa. You know, moving forward, because that that's hard to swallow, like, it, unintentional. Yeah, but. it was a good move also to take him out at that right point. there. Yeah, for sure. He he hadn't pitched in about fourteen minutes, right? So yeah, might as well take him out. He was in trouble anyway. Uh, did you see uh, Matt Chapman yell at John Schneider after Otani's yeah, home run? Yeah, like, from what I understand, Chapman is kind of like the leader in that Blue Jays clubhouse. So it's kind of interesting if Schneider's losing the clubhouse i wonder because he walks up to him and I'll, I'll keep this pg for everyone at home but he said um how do we pitch to this to this guy he's the only guy on their effing team that can hit which is a pretty funny statement but also right. like it is one of those could it be he's losing the dugout or is he just frustrated like yeah. it, it could be either or but right. at this point of the year you don't want those those kind of question marks no for sure yeah it almost felt like a billy martin reggie jackson moment there um Aaron Judge made his return. You could tell, like, has he played the field yet, or is he just DHing? Just DHing. It's kind of again the Yankees stood pat because they're like, oh, we're gonna get Judge back and he's gonna save the season. But like, you could tell he just he's not a hundred percent. No, yeah, exactly. Like he's like sixty percent maybe if you're putting a percentage on it. Yeah, like you can just tell like the swing isn't there. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't help when you're facing the Astros. No. It, but it, it seemed maybe just his presence in the lineup is enough it, it seems to be helping but i really feel like this weekend is going to make or break the yankee season either they're going to well they got to they're chasing houston anyway so they either have to take three out of four in this or i i think they're done it, it just feels like this is a it felt like a playoff game last night it was that was a that was an electric game yeah especially the the back and forth of it and just i don't know through those like five fifth sixth seventh inning and i was just like they're gonna Houston's gonna come back. Like yeah, I just they'll figure it out. They, they always do, do right? yeah. Um and then uh Fran Brevaldez, the day of the trade deadline, throws a ninety three pitch no hitter. Yeah. Against Cleveland? Yes. I mean it's it's, it's Cleveland, so right. you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Ninety three pitches, that is one of the most impressive like I wonder what's the lowest amount of pitches yeah, for no hitter. That's a good question. I would think that's up there. For sure. Because I feel like back in the old days, like people worked counts a lot more than these guys. Like when they were talking about Jose Altuve, how he like never takes the first pitch. Like I would. He he did yesterday. Yeah, he did. Like I think three of his at-bats, it was like a first. And there were dribblers that were like, wow. But anyway. The other, the other person that needs to learn to take a first pitch is George Springer, who I didn't know was like on the verge of breaking well, a Blue Jay record. Yeah, he's been terrible <laughs> there's no other word for it moving him down the lineup is just the right move you can't no. keep rewarding a guy yeah. that's not producing absolutely not yeah him getting that base hit though and like the whole crowd kind of gave him a bit of a bronx cheer but like right. he was just relieved to get a hit for sure and it was only the one of two hits in the game and then they scored four runs right after a couple walks hit by pitch it was just one of the weirdest innings and 
it was, everyone's kind of walking out like, yeah, win's a win, but you actually probably want to play well right. and, and, and win. win. Um, th- oh, uh, Domingo Armand, one of the weirdest seasons in baseball ever. Is is it like David Wells? <laughs> I saw a video from, you ever see Benchwarmers, that movie? It's uh, no. Rob Schneider, David Spade. They're like oh, playing maybe. with kids. Yeah, like they're, but they're adults. Uh, so they bring in the other team brings in this like fully grown adult as well, and he has like the his documentation is like a, a piece of paper that says I am twelve with a picture of him, and then okay. it has like a hundred dollar bill in it. So they give it to the umpire, and he's like, "All right, he's good to go." There's I think it one of the times he's pitching, and he's holding his glove up, and he has like a little bottle of tequila, so he drinks it. So someone posted that. I mean, the Ermont thing is like. It is a serious situation, but right. that was a funny, a funny joke of it. Obviously, we hope he gets the help he needs. Right. Um, but also, like, just to go back, like, this is one of the most fascinating careers in baseball already. Like, he For had sure. his uh, issues Domestic, with the law already, right. which was probably alcohol related. I would think a lot of times probably that some is. way connected. So. Yeah. And then comes in this year and has like that ter- a few terrible starts. Right. Throws a perfect game. Gets suspended. Yeah, he had the sticky stuff. Like yeah. that is, it yeah, is just a weird... that's a thirty for thirty waiting yeah, to happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the last thing I got here for the MLB, uh, Liam Hendricks is going to have Tommy John surgery and is going to be out all of next year as well. Wow. So it's already just he's done until twenty twenty five. I mean, one of the 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 most feel good story in baseball to see him come back from having cancer right and now just to see it kind of end like that on a like I kind of thought like oh maybe do the White Sox trade him and yeah. try to get him a ring somewhere but right. maybe that's just where he wants to be yeah. in Chicago um yeah anything anything else from the MLB no I think we rolled through that eh, pretty fast um all right NFL uh, did you do you watch did you watch all of the Hall of Fame game Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I fast forward through like the fourth quarter where there's nobody's playing really, but I yeah. Did you? Uh, I liked the Aaron Rodgers sideline interview yeah. with Tariqo and Collinsworth. Yeah, it was extended. Like, yeah, like it ten was minutes. A good ten minute. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like this is where usually I'm not the biggest Mike Tariqo fan, but the fact that he was like seamlessly like calling the game and doing the interview, I thought right. that was pretty impressive. Right. And then you know they. It kind of felt like a bit of a fluff piece where, like, they didn't really ask him any hard-hitting questions. No. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm excited to see to see what Hard Knocks is going to be like with right. with the Jets. Um, the Tennessee Titans are debuting the Houston Oilers jerseys. I like it. Which is a weird, like, so they're the Tennessee Titans, but they're wearing Houston's jerseys. Again, it gets mixed up with the, what's the other team I always get baffled about? Um, I guess maybe the Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Colts, Indianapolis. It's all kind of gets mixed in and whose team is what, right? Minnesota Wild, Dallas Stars, Minnesota North Stars. It's like a Venn who's diagram. With, who's with who? Like they all kind of like, we want this little piece of hi- that history and we'll take this little piece and yeah, like, why aren't so, the Texans wearing these jerseys? I guess they have the franchise. Yeah, like, yeah, because I guess all, yeah, they're an expansion team. See, like, that'll be a, a good question for either your son or your grandson that 
that you'll have to explain. So, Grandpa, or Paper, whatever you want to be called. Yeah. How come Earl Campbell, who played for Houston, is not the all-time leading rusher for the Houston Texans? <laughs> oh, boy. Now that'll be like, sit right. down, put a pot of coffee on. Exactly. Yeah, Just... you have to get your whiteboard out. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's like uh, seven, seven degrees of separation to Houston Texans. Uh, have you? Uh, how far are you on quarterback? Uh, episode three. And so far, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so I I finished it. Uh, spoiler alert: the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl. Okay. That's the funny thing about that is like you know how it ends, but it's the it's that's the, not the, the important thing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's the behind the scenes, you know, stuff that goes on. You're seeing you know Kirk Cousins' special room, which is like he you can tell he he's pretty humble right yeah. like his his room is off to like a you'd never find it if you're looking to yeah, steal something it was like a house. hidden room yeah yeah um so they're netflix green lit quarterback season two but i have no idea who's gonna be in it because it's more a lot of guys have uh, oh, said no yeah uh, watching the first season probably going that's a lot of intimate stuff <laughs> uh joe burrow justin field sam howell jalen hurts lamar jackson dak prescott geno smith Tua. Matt Stafford have all said no. Oh. Uh, the only the one who sounds like is a yes. A Burrow was, I think, a, a yes at one point, so okay. maybe he'll be in it. Uh, the other one I heard was Justin Herbert. That oh. He kind of said it's not a distraction if you don't let it be. So it kind of sounded like he might yeah. he might do it. I'm surprised they wouldn't ask Dak or did you say Allen? Like, uh, are... Dak said no, but oh. Allen. Like, that would be another. He's a top. I don't know. You'd almost think, like, we're going to win it all this year, so let's see behind the scenes as well. I don't know. And then you end but up Maybe getting... it's too much of a distraction, like you said. Yeah, then you get the Leafs documentary where they start with, so we lost again. That's how yeah, they started I, that I'm one. I'm actually watching that right now. I've got two the episodes. Amazon? Yeah, i got two episodes left. It's re- it's really good. Yeah, the insight the, the into o- it. The only downside to it is, and it, I didn't realize this, but at the time, because it didn't matter, at least sports was on, it was like an original six season. And it's a three-game series against Edmonton, and we're back playing Calgary. Like, right, they played yeah. the same teams. It was such, like, a – it was probably so boring for them, but, like, the rivalries you built off of that, like, especially that Canadian division. And I, I forgot, like, how good Toronto was. Yeah. At least, again, like always, October, November, December, they were the best team in the NHL. Did like, they, they had the best the, record. Did they start the season that – wasn't it, like, January? Or am I thinking of no? Maybe I'm thinking the lockout. Right. It start, I think it did start a little bit late, but yeah, they they were the best team in the NHL for for a good chunk. But anyway, yeah, we, I, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 really good. I got two episodes left. I'll finish that this weekend. Uh, so like quarterback, like the it seems like the format is pretty like star quarterback, middle tier quarterback, right. Struggling quarterback. Yeah. Because like Marcus Mariota, the the stuff you'll see about right. him right. is like shocking. Like I okay. didn't even know what happened right. to him. Um, what else? Uh, Saquon Barkley signs one year, eleven million dollars with the Giants, which right. to me just shows like he's gone. Well. Not necessarily, because then they can slap the franchise tag on him next year, so he might be there for two more years. He's just like the Colts oh, yeah, running that... back. Same thing. It's nasty, but they could keep him for the rest of his rookie contract and then slap the one-year franchise contract on him. 
Like at this point, if people are, if you're undervaluing running backs, why are you holding? Like at least like try to get something for him. Like the Jonathan Taylor thing is bad. Like yeah. Jim Irsay does not know how. To, like it kind of feels like a like an owner slave property kind of situation. Like right. that's just what it, how he says. Like you know we're not getting rid of him. Yeah, we're not trading him. Right. Okay. And then there's a back injury that they reported, but he said he doesn't yeah, have. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not good. Um. Trying to think of just all the running backs in general that just are getting screwed over. Like the guys that are free agents, like I know Leonard Fournette is like still recovering from like a car accident, but like Zeke, right. he's still a free agent. Cook, I, I, yeah. I can't believe like why wouldn't the Bills like wouldn't this be the perfect time? Like we've got your brother, come play with your brother. I, I'm surprised that they're not. It seems like every other AFC East team's in on the mix. Yeah, yeah except for the Bills, and yeah. the Bills are the team that need the running back. Like that would to me put them over the top because he's also a receiver. Yeah. Right? Like, he's really good out of the backfield, so he could be your fourth receiver on a lot of – I don't know. I just think that – I I can't see them being close to the cap. I don't think that's the issue. No, and it's not like he's going right? to get a lot of money. And no, but – and wouldn't – I'm surprised he doesn't want to play with his brother. Is that not an option? Like, it's weird I mean, I how it's not even brought up. Yeah, no. You know, like – Like, he said, like, I'm – it's pretty much like done that he's going to the Jets. Yeah, it seems like it. Like he's like Cook said that he's like the right. odds are pretty. Like I'm pretty sure I'm going to the Jets, which is kind of weird. Like yeah. wouldn't you yeah. then now just be I a think Jet? It seems like he's negotiating like in the media. That's what it seems like. like yeah, that doesn't make you know sense. What I mean? Um, Trevon Diggs, five years, ninety-seven million dollar extension with the Cowboys. Yeah. Like it's that's kind of one right. of those like, what is what is your th- well because he's is he year three. Or four? Three? Because, like, the first year was – he looked like the greatest cornerback ever. Right. Like the – what was it, 11 interceptions, 13, yeah. something like that? Yeah. And then year two was like, okay, rookie, rookie slump. Right. I think it's a fair a fair bet to take. And, like, this year he doesn't have to be the number one lockdown corner because they got right. Stephon Gilmore. Right. Uh, Justin Herbert – I love that every quarterback, like I was talking with someone about quarterback contracts of like, oh, Mahomes is the highest paid, right? I'm like, nope, he was. And then Lamar got paid and Jalen Hurts got paid and now Justin Herbert got paid. Like, that's just how the the market's going to move. Like that Mahomes contract, no one can say that looks bad now. No. Because all these guys are making, they're just going to keep making more. More, For sure. And And the salary cap seems like the NFL didn't get affected by COVID. Nope. Right? Like it's the only league that just keeps going up uh aaron Rodgers restructured his deal two years 75 million which uh i think it was joe namath praised him for he left 35 million dollars yeah. on the table yeah it sounds like he's kind of rejuvenated right like i'm surprised he wouldn't play out the year and go let's just see like i'm how old is he 40 39 like 41 uh, yeah. somewhere, somewhere in that, that. range like, you'd think you just play out the year first and let, let's see how things go here but I guess he's seeing enough that, you know, it might be a two-year project. Yeah, right? it seems like, like he's committed to that. Yeah. And I also liked him talking about Jordan Love and how he yeah. gave him some advice. And, right. And, you know, he's excited to watch him. So, right. I mean, Jordan Love also said, like, the Packers offense isn't in sync yet, which. That's not a good sign. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a little late for that. Yeah. But just why 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 would you tell the truth? I would just lie. <laughs> be like, this is the greatest offense ever. Right. Like, why are you trying to give – yeah, or maybe they're just trying to be like, oh, you know, we're not that good to yeah. try to surprise teams. Right. Um, 
Jalen Ramsey's out until December. He's getting a knee reconstruction. He says he's going to mm. be back sooner, but that's a huge loss for yeah, a big deal for the he's Dolphins. He's a little older, too. Yeah, he's know, been in the league for right? a bit. Like, All those guys are old. Once you're like yeah. 25, you're old. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Buda Baker, who was holding out in Arizona, is instead getting a raise, which I just I, I don't understand. I guess get your money, but like Arizona's not going to be good. Right. Like Kyler, is Kyler even coming back this year? Yeah, like probably not. Like, why would you, right? Like, might might as well get fully healed and then get the a top pick to go get someone and then be competitive next year. Like, they should be the Seattle Seahawks of this year, right? Like, they're gonna be bad. Like, they're not gonna surprise anyone. I know they get a new coach, who's quarterbacking them. Yeah, it's, a- it's gonna be some long term backup guy. That's you know. I miss the old Arizona Cardinals, like the John Skelton, where they right. had a bunch of like random in that like Kurt Warner, Matt Liner, like just after that right. era of quarterback. Um, San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation is fascinating. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is trying to bump up Sam Darnold. He said that he could have the career of Steve Young, which will yeah, pump the brakes. Slow, slow the roll. Like Steve Young was a backup. Right. Sam Darnold has had the chance to start. Yeah. Twice. Exactly. Uh, but Brock Purdy was cleared from his whatever Tommy John or whatever he got. So, right. I mean, to me, walking into camp, he that should be his job to lose. Yeah, for sure. And then you could kind of I feel like using Trey Lance as kind of like a gadget well, he, runner. He was the starter last year. So, like, I don't know. Be interesting to see how his ankle performs. Uh, Joe Burrow also. Wow. It really just started raining. Yep. Uh, Joe Burrow out for several weeks with a calf strain. When he went down in practice, I was like, that has to be, that's going to be something bad. Yeah, I thought it was Achilles the way just, that's usually how, what it looks like. Yeah. But yeah, thank, thank God. Cause like, uh, to me, I want to see the best players. Like I know it helps Buffalo's cause if Cincinnati doesn't have Burrow, but I mean, I, I you want to beat the best. You want those ga- You want to watch Kansas city against Buffalo, right? Like you want to watch those kind of playoff games or regular season games. Yeah, because it feels like they always play each other. Right, exactly. Uh, Travis Kelsey got into a little scuffle at yeah, practice. I, I don't really I, – I've seen the replay. Like, I, I, the, It's not like the cornerback did anything dirty. No. He's just trying to do his job and p- pull the ball out of his hands. It was a weird – I mean, he took accountability for it, but it, I wonder if there's something deeper into yeah, that. Yeah, like it's just I, – he's – to me, he was way too much in the spotlight once he won the – Super Bowl like he was everywhere he was right like he was was he on Saturday Night Live yes he hosted yes he was everywhere um Bears offensive lineman Darnell Wright I think this has to be the best story of training camp so far um he wasn't paying attention to the conditioning drill that he was supposed to be doing so he ended up doing what the wide receivers did like in terms of like time and like distance Oh. And apparently he, like, fully kept up with the wide receivers. Oh, so that's, that's pretty – That's yeah. I mean, whoever the – I don't remember who the Bears coach is now, but whoever it was was like, yeah, he didn't break a sweat. And I'm like, okay, let's – Again, pump the brakes. Yeah, let's let's slow the roll. I mean, we need something in between Jordan Love saying that our offense isn't in sync and right. our offensive lineman is in as good of shape as our wide receivers. Right, yeah. Some, something, something in the middle. in the middle. Um. CBS and Nickelodeon are coming together to do a Super Bowl broadcast. 
this year. So it'll be a double broadcast is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So it'll be the Taylor towards kids where it's like SpongeBob in the end right. zone and the okay. slime. Well, you knew that's coming, right? Like it's it's like pretty Monday smart. night football does that every week now. Yeah. Right? With their double episodes. So it's it's coming. It's coming to the point where you'll be able to if you want your home team commentators to do the game you'll be able to do that and you'll probably be able to pick like oh i want to see the angle from the end zone yeah right like in a video game no i want to see it from the regular you know i'm sure that's all coming right like i'm surprised because like college football seems to be way ahead of the nfl in terms of what they're doing technically with tv right because remember that the i think it was the college Either the yeah, championship or they had it. Remember they had like eight there was screens yeah, or something. It was a little too much to me for me, but it, they're trying. At least it's there, right? Like you know, and I'm sure at some point, like yeah, you'll be able to click on one of those eight. Like I want that one for yeah. you know, or switch or. Uh, the last thing I have, and I brought this up. Uh, I was talking to mom about Netflix's quarterback, and I said that I think Netflix is going to make some kind of move to get sports. I don't know what sport they're going to get. Right. But I think they're doing all of these docu-series to kind of like almost build a resume to like, why shouldn't we have live sports? Like, For, I, for sure. I, I can't they wait all, for that. All the other streaming services have it. And in my mind, the documentaries from Netflix are outstanding. Yeah. All, like all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Full swing, break point. Excellent behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, like, like I just wonder where is their because I feel like they're trying to find their sport. Like, right? Could they get hockey? That that's a sport they haven't done. Basketball, for sure. For sure. Yeah, uh, all available. Because yeah, that was the thing is I wanted it to be the NFL, but the NFL it's kind of they no, got yeah, Amazon Prime and yeah, they, they have their own stuff. Yeah, they make too to much get. money. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the NFL. Let's go to the NHL, where only a couple things, but uh, Ilya Samsonov awarded a uh, one-year, three-point-five-five million-dollar deal from an arbitrator. Um, I think it was. A little bit less than a split between a little bit of favorable to the Leaf side. Right. But, again, it's like, th- this is starting goalie, yeah. and you're sending him to arbitration. It's never yeah, it's never a good a, thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, like to, I guess that's all private. Eh? You never get the – that would be a good docuseries to, to be able to be in the courtroom or whatever they call it, the arbitration room, and, and hear both sides, right? Like Because well, that was – um, Bashing. Yeah, like Corbin Burns – Corbin Burns for the Brewers said that he talked pretty openly about arbitration of like yeah. how bad it was and yeah. like they did it on like Valentine's Day. So right. um, we also had um, like I think it was the day after we recorded the last one. Tony D'Angelo officially a Carolina Hurricane, one year, one point six seven five million. Uh, presumably takes them out of the Eric Carlson. I don't know. They, they, if it, at this point now, it just comes down to San Jose. Are they willing to to pay half the salary to whoever he's going to? Yeah, it seems like Pittsburgh though seems like the yeah, team. Yeah, that I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Pittsburgh at this point on a team that just lost Gensel today. So for twelve weeks with a he just had ankle surgery. Ooh. They're gonna get Swedish Chris Letang. Yeah, who's a little bit better, but. Um, Patrice Bergeron, after what felt like thirty years in the NHL, yeah. has officially retired. It never felt, it never felt like it was going to happen. No, I thought he was going to come back because, like, after the year he had, right? Why would you call it a career when you had a career regular season? But 
Like to me, he was the major reason why they didn't win that first round series for like being out. Yeah, injured. Right when he came back, I don't even think it was fifty percent. No, right? he like, forced himself they to come had back. To. Yeah, yeah, they were like it was just it was just obvious in that series how deep of trouble they were in that he just kind of said, I, "I need to do this." Right, it, and again at his age, he's still that good for him to call it quits because he to me, it's not like he was like signing one-year deals and he's just hanging on by a thread he won the selkie yeah i I don't like i don't anyone that says the selkie should be renamed after him i think is a little a little too much right um now the bruins because i to me it was we said bergeron and kreitchy kind of seem like a package deal yeah if kreitchy's not coming back and bergeron's now retired were we just like a year too early on the bruins yeah now they're not gonna make the playoffs yeah now they're in trouble right unless they you know, swing for the fences and make a deal with someone. Hey, go get like a San Jose center. Right. Like Hurdle or Couture. Or Couturier. Uh, Sebastian Ajo re-signs in Carolina. Eight years, $9.75 million per year. Good deal. Like he's their best player, right? He could make double digits. I think I think that was a homegrown discount in my mind. And under the radar, like I didn't, didn't know he was due. He wasn't due. No, I think right? he's still, he's still a year under, or two. Yeah. yeah, so like good, good on Carolina. It's one of those like you can see the teams that don't have at least too much of an ego problem. Like right. Tampa Bay is the same way. Yeah. We're like Sergeyev and Stamkos make the same amount. Yeah, we just want to win. So come here, we'll pay you maybe a little bit less, but we're not going to undercut you. We'll yeah. pay you, you know, what you value, deserve, and we're but we're going to make our team good for a long time. And unlike another team who uh, had to put Matt Murray on LTIR just to make room for nothing. Yeah. Just to make room for what they have. Yeah. It, it, that's a struggle. Uh, Arizona Coyotes signed Logan Cooley to an entry-level yeah, deal. Yeah, what happened there? I thought he was going back to school. That's what he Are said. Are they not playing in Arizona State, so now he's okay? Or did he forget that, I guess, the other 41 games are in NHL rinks? <laughs> yeah, that was, was a weird, weird to go back around. on that. Yeah, like. I don't, I don't know what happened there. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, one year, $5 million in Ottawa, kind of lessens the blow of the Debrinkat trade. And I think you na- you nailed it. Lessens the blow because I, I think if they could do it the other way, I, w- I would take Debrinkat over Tarasenko. Yeah. But like if you're. future and present, I think Debrinkat's a better player, but with you, the, you didn't want to stay, so yeah. you got to take someone who wants to come. At least for a year. That's, that's a good, yeah. a good fun move. Yeah. Uh, Troy Terry uh, re-ups in Anaheim, seven years, seven million per year. Right, solid deal for sure. Yeah, I wonder. I think I think he should be their captain. Like I know a lot of people will say Zegras because he's kind of the big name, but I think Troy Terry is like the actual leader of that team. Gotcha. Or should be right. Um, what about Mason McTavish? Yeah, I like Mason McTavish. Right. They have a lot of like that team is it's just young, like, right? like yeah it, you got to go with the young guy that's going to be they're all be together for the next you know five or six years or whatever. Um, I have to look this up because I didn't actually write down the name of Edmonton's new uh, president of hockey ops because it's oh just he's the old agent for McDavid. McDavid. Uh, Jeff Jackson. There you go. So like I, I'm pretty sure also I saw somewhere that he negotiated Connor Brown's deal. With the Oilers. And then went to the Oilers? Isn't that... Um, That's got to be tampering or yeah. something. I guess also because he got a pretty pretty like, good deal. Um, yeah, you'd think Connor Brown would be like, hold on a second here. I may have left a few hundred thousand on the table because of you. 
McDavid, so so he's going to remain with the the agencies with, but he's going to be taken over by Judd Maldaver, Maldaver, who also represents Toronto Maple Leaf Austin Matthews. Oh, interesting. Let those rumors start now. Because it'll be like, oh, Matthews is going to leave, but McDavid's coming. Could be the other way around. Matthews is closer to his contract being up than McDavid. Man, that's true. Well, have you? You because you've moved on now to McDavid's going to be a flyer. Could be Matthews. He oh. hasn't signed yet. Okay. Like right, like he was supposed to sign July first. Like it sure has gotten pretty quiet. It'll be interesting if the season starts and he still hasn't signed. If Leaf fans start to get a little bit nervous if they talk about Matthews not signing more than the officiating. Um, last thing for the NHL, we have Kyle Dubas names the Pittsburgh Penguin GM, and he picked himself. Good for him. Couldn't find anyone else better, I guess. That was just a weird to just be like, he's on a GM search, and he just picked himself. Right. So he, so if it's by like the Leafs, how they do things, so Dubas is going to have to ask himself to go talk to ownership for permission. I, I guess. So is he basically Brian Burke and Ron Hextall in one? Yes. Wow. He take, takes on both, both roles. Interesting. Wow. That's, a, that's a weird one. What's, what's Brian Burke up to? I need to know. <laughs> you need to know what he's doing? Yeah, I love him. I hope he comes back to TV, but... I well, that's, we'll have to cross our fingers. I don't know. I don't think we talked about the this or not CBC, but the Sportsnet shakeup that apparently like everyone on the panel's out oh. except for Elliot. Really? So I think they're restructuring that. Oh, interesting. Uh, could be could be a Brian yeah. Burke. Yeah, I like it. I don't like. I feel bad for Kelly Rudy's a little boring. Yeah, Ron McLean kind of ran his course. So he's. I think it's everyone except wow. for Friedman is so, what the rumor is. So is he, I wonder if he would retire. Probably. Yeah, I can't see him going anywhere else. I like start his own podcast. Yeah. Um, like Jennifer Bottle, she's pretty she's, she's pretty good. good. Yep. But again, it's the structure of the show they need to change. It's yeah. not the people. No, like if you have the see people and Bexa and Bottle, like right. you have those people, but like just give them here's three minutes. Obviously pick some topics, but like just have it more of an open flowing conversation like everyone should just watch the nba on tnt and go like let's do that exactly that's effective like the nhl like their tnt tries to do that but it's not as you need the right mix it's it's not easy it's not like throw four people in the panel and there you go you gotta have that chemistry as it shows on tnt like like I'm thinking, like Paul Bissonnette and Kevin Bieksa would be on that like dream type of crew because those right. guys will go at each other sure. and like yeah, yeah, they have some good. personality, right? But then like who else do you you yeah, need like different kind of expertise a, for sure? You need the level-headed guy, right? You need yeah, you need the shack. You, you, like you couldn't have Burke with that because it's no. too much. Yeah, that now they're all just <laughs> yelling the at same each guy. other. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be interesting for sure. Uh, to the NBA, uh, Nikola Jokic this year is going to be skipping the World Cup, which I am very excited for. Canada has opened up their camp in Toronto. It's funny. Right. Um, RJ Barrett, uh, his dad is the GM of the team. So oh. I think it was, it was either Shea or Jamal Murray that joked like he didn't have a choice of whether or not he was going to be on the team. Right. His dad probably made him. Uh, but no Jokic. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks want uh, Luka Doncic to lose some weight. Wow. Which is really funny. Like I don't know. Like not funny. Like just like that. You think that was the problem? Yeah. What, what about when you tanked the last like two games of the season to right. get a better draft pick? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Jalen Brown now owns the richest deal in NBA history, a five-year, $304 million deal. That's a lot of pressure. I don't know. To a guy that can't That's, dribble with his left hand. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know. Like, good for him for getting that. And every year, you're going to have someone that's going to beat that contract. It's never going to change. But, yeah, it, to me, it's just like, I, I don't even think he's the best player on his team. No. Uh, <laughs> average annual value of $60 million. That's unbelievable. I think he gets paid $70 million one of those years, like too. Again, the, the comparison from NFL, NBA, MLB to the NHL is just so widened right now. Right? Like, the top... NHL player makes what sixteen million dollars, if that. If that, yeah, and, and like, like bench NBA guys make that much, right? Right, and yeah, like the top quarterbacks are making forty five, NBA are making fifty, sixty, sixty, <laughs> right? MLBs, those the pitchers, they're making forty. It, that's just nuts, and these guys don't even play every day. No pictures, right? Yeah, every five days. Um, did you know uh, citizenship could actually be like free agency? No. Uh, so Joel Embiid last year got uh, French citizenship. So why? Uh, I think to play for Team France at some point. Um, Grant Hill has apparently asked Embiid if he wants to play for the U.S. at the Olympics next year in Paris. What about um, the Greek freak? Couldn't he play for France? Isn't he from there originally? Uh, I think he's from. I'm trying to remember Ni- the movie Nigeria right, originally, but didn't he live in Paris? I thought he lived or in France, France and then Maybe. to Greece. I didn't watch the movie. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm, it almost seems like it's uh, it's like uh, LeBron trying to get a super team <laughs> in the international stage. Come, come, get a passport here. We'll all play together. It's also there's a lot of um, NHL guys that like are out of the league now that have gone to Russia and are like getting Russian citizenship right to play for play for their national team or at least to try um but yeah Grant Hill tries trying to recruit someone to be an American right which is just that's weird uh your favorite player Ben Simmons apparently he is 100% healthy so he'll be 100% ready to sit on the bench (laughs) good for him uh, the NBA has threatened Damian Lillard uh, with discipline if he continues this specific trade request to only Miami. Like, this happens all the time where these players, I want to go play there. That's what they do. I, I also want to know, like, what's, what's, what discipline is it? Are you going to suspend them? Right. Yeah, Are I you going to fine them? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Are you not going to play when you play Miami? Is that's who I want to play for. I don't want to play against them. It's kind of one of those like empty parent threats where it's just like, you know, if you don't stop. Yeah. Okay. What? Get the wooden spoon out. Okay. That's an actual threat. Oh. The, 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 just not- shaking the, do- the door. There's a wooden spoon there. I'm not going to say it. Um, he doesn't know what to do because he's never asked for a trade. He's always just played for a team and been a good boy. So he's not really sure what to do. Yeah, he's not not hand pulling this he, well. He's he's getting advice from fellow NBA players that we know what they're like. Um, the ESPN shakeup has continued. Uh, Doris Burke and Doc Rivers are now going to fill in the number one ESPN team, and uh, seems like Mark Jackson's also just out now. Well, I just I I liked I liked a lot of those basketball 
commentators. It's it's not like I'm like, yay, they changed it up. I liked who they had there. Just the three of weird. them had such a good dynamic and were so funny. Like the moments they would have. Like I remember last year, I think it was in the play-in where um, Jeff Van Gundy said something about like, oh, like have like brothers ever played on like the same team? And Mark Jackson goes, you mean black people? And it was just like <laughs> such a like funny, like they right. had such good moments like yeah. that. And then you just have Mike Breen, who's just the best. Right. Besides Marv Albert. Now, did you ever hear maybe they didn't get along? No. Like, like internally? Mike, you know, no. Like, no Mike Breen was like. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, he just said like he was disappointed that they like he enjoyed their time together and wished they had more time yeah. together. Yeah. It's weird. Um, definitely on the, I don't want to say sadder side, but, uh, Bronny James, another cardiac arrest or not another, but suffered cardiac arrest at practice at USC. Right. Um, was back home within a couple of days and obviously he's 19 year old. Like it's not gonna affect him the same way as someone older. Yeah. But it's just another, like, it's like DeMar Hamlin, who's back at like full padded practice. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, but like. You just wonder, like, I just am thinking of, like, what are the long-term effects of something like this? Right. And, like, is to spin it back to sports, like, is he going to play this year? Like, that seems like yeah, a hard... For sure. Like, it, it, it's not like that happened. It's not like, oh, the guy's got a concussion. He just needs time off. Like, this is, like, life or death. Not that concussions aren't either, but, I mean, like, like it's aren't you supposed to be in the top shape of your life and these things should not... Like, again, Hamlin was a fluke thing. Yeah. Like, it was different. Like, he just got hit. Yeah, we hit at the wrong time. But, I mean, basketball's not a physical sport like that. No. And he's 19? Yeah. Like, isn't he supposed to be in the top shape of his life? Like, to me, I'd be scared. Like, if I'm having a, a heart attack when I'm 19 or heart issues, like, yeah. what's going to happen when I'm 38? When I'm my dad's age? Yeah, that was a scary thing. It's, yeah. Um, I wanted to save this for the end of basketball. Just um, I don't know where you want to plan the Raptors parade this year. Okay. But uh, the Raptors signed Garrett Temple. so That should put them, like I said, over the top to maybe make the play in now. <laughs> They'll be the nine seed <laughs> right. instead of the ten seed. They'll That's get right. the ho- Oh, wait, no. They were the nine seed this year because no. they hosted the elimination oh, game right, and, and lost. lost. So maybe they'll win the elimination game. And then lose. Lose. <laughs> Um, all right, pick a side was uh, which athlete would not survive social media. And I came up with this idea of thinking of two people in particular. So I wonder if you're going to say one of them. Oh. Um, and, and this could be throughout history? I think, like, I would think of it as, like, someone who hasn't had social media as an athlete. So, like, older, yeah. Ah, all right. Um, if I was going to pick someone i would say mike ditka <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> uh, i could see him doing like twitter rants back oh yeah in the day. yeah uh i came up with this thinking of one michael jordan just because like right. he would have attention on him 24 7 yeah and, like if he went and did like if he gambled the night before a playoff game right social media would freak out for sure the other one though has to be dennis rodman Yes, for sure. If yeah. he had social, especially like yeah. if he did the, I, I wonder if they're still doing that movie about him, his trip to Vegas. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but right. um, like he went to Vegas for 72 hours. Yeah, like, it would never happen nowadays. Everyone would right? follow him around with there a would camera. Be phones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also thought of Michael Irvin just because of the story where um, 
he wanted to get a haircut and someone cut him or not even cut in front of him, but someone else was going to get a haircut. So he stabbed his teammate with scissors. Wow. Michael Irvin, like that was, it was, that really changed my perspective on him. Right. Uh, But he does love Kirk Cousins, which is in quarterback. They show a few clips of him talking about how much he loves Kirk. Interesting. Yeah, stabbed his teammate with scissors. Wow. He survived, but still kind of messed up. Um, I don't know what the next pick aside. I didn't pick another one. But next week, there'll be another pick aside. Actually, maybe I'll just pick one right now. Uh, Let me grab my list. Um... Some good ones. Uh, another one, I just off the top of my head, I'm thinking would be Lawrence Taylor. Oh yeah, right. I'm just trying to think of the. You're you're right. The like the bad boys of like the 80s and 90s before, right? Like uh, e. the NBA and the cocaine era. That yeah, would have been pretty interesting for sure. Like Sp- uh, the what sure. was the Spencer Haywood? Didn't he like pass out in a practice? I think. Yeah, he he. Um, I have that actually in my bad, good, and great. So I can give you my great is that winning the Lakers dynasty. It's it's excellent. Like a lot of it, I didn't know because 1979. I'm nine years old, and I'm a Sixers fan. On top of that, so um, didn't really care for the Lakers. But yeah, they he um, didn't overdose, but he was suspended by the Lakers during the NBA Finals because he the coke was affecting him so badly he couldn't play. Wow, and he was one of their better players. Was that the finals where no, that was the the one where where Kareem got hurt and Magic had to play center? Yeah, that was that uh, finals. The Sixers in nineteen eighty. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Sixers lost that in six games. Uh, I definitely. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to put that on my list because we when we watched like the first couple episodes, it was yeah. so good. I don't know why I didn't yeah, keep watching it. Right. No, uh, it's really good. It's 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 beyond expectations of what how good i thought it was because i thought i knew a lot of the stuff but again it's almost like a behind the scenes i'm sure it's dramatized yeah but i mean it's 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 interesting i think it's uh i think it was jerry west who said he hated like that his character wasn't accurate but because it's right. um what's his face jason clark yeah that plays him yeah um and i just like the few again the couple episodes we watched he was just like the worst person and he was just so mad all the time yes. smashing stuff exactly uh, our next pick aside is actually going to cross over between the two podcasts. It's going to be what is the best sports movie? Oh, boy. So, again, I guess we could probably split it up into, like, what's the best, like, real sports story? Okay. Like, not documentary, but, like, based on a true story. Right. And then a fictitious story. Uh, it, that would be tough. It's almost like it intertwines with your other podcast because I could probably name you eight great football movies like i'm looking at two of them right off the top yeah. of my head but i mean they're real there's football that's really good and football off the top of your head sorry yeah football and baseball are probably the two best like yeah, executed that, yeah. but then i'm thinking there's one really good hockey one too so make yeah be interesting okay uh my homework that is that is all i've got let's get to your bad good and great all right Okay, with the bad, got to keep the Edmonton Elks, who set a professional <laughs> sports record for not being able to win at home. Uh, the Yankees' offense, which continues to be slender, we'll call it. The the thing is, they have pitching, so we all know pitching wins in the playoffs. If they could squeak in there, they actually might 
do some damage because they have the pitching. They could win those 2-1, 3-2 games. Yeah, they could do, like, if Cortez, like, I think this is good he got hurt because he might be, it's almost like a free trade deadline acquisition. If uh, Rodon can figure it out, there's your three pitchers. Yep. Severino's terrible. I don't think he's going to turn things around. He's not going to be back with the Yankees. And then you even have, like, Schmidt, who seems like he's good. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's been solid. Like, he'll give you five innings. He might give up three runs, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? You can win a 4-3 game like they did last night. Um, the Canadian women's soccer team. That's pretty bad. First team in history, I guess, that uh, went to the... They won the Oli- Olympics. Uh, Olympics and were knocked out in the um, the yeah. group stage, I guess it is. Uh, yeah, because it was such a... It felt like the men's World Cup where the first game, Christine Sinclair misses the penalty. Yeah. And it kind of felt like that kind of derailed everything. After that, yeah. It's almost like the men's, right? Like when they started, like imagine if they scored that first goal. Yeah. Like how different that game and maybe the rest of the tournament goes because it really seemed to affect them. It's almost like you almost wish it didn't happen at all and they would have just been able to play. Yeah, that they wouldn't have that extra added pressure yeah, of your uh, best that player. Early, yeah, having that situation. Um, What else do we got here? Uh, Sean Payton, bad-mouthing. <laughs> Hackett. Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, which, again, you could tell that Aaron Rodgers made a point of saying that he's a good person, a good coach. Yep. Like It's almost like Payton forgot that he's in the coaching fraternity again and he's not on in TV. The, yeah. on TV. Yeah. That's kind of what he said. Because you don't usually just say, oh, you know, he's a good coach, was in a bad situation. You almost kind of like fluff it off. Yeah. I've never heard that before. A the coach worst like coaching blatantly job. say, yeah. Like, I don't know if he's trying to, you know, ruffle his own feathers or get himself going or his team. But yeah, I, I just thought that was, especially coming from Sean Payton. Yeah, who's you know? not like the, the biggest like loud mouth. No, not at all. Um. Also from the uh, Hall of Fame game, I don't know if you noticed, the game took a little longer than normal. The, the lights, lights went, went out, out yeah. for about 20 minutes. I heard someone, I saw a video on TikTok of someone say, like, they might be canceling the game. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, does it matter? But the one advantage, at least, that the TV had was they still had to interview all the Hall of Famers. And there was, like... 15 of them it's not like hockey where you only have two or three guys like bring them all in right so they had like one after another okay who's next who's next who's next so they had like three or four interviews with all the hall of famers i bet after the super bowl when they had the blackout i bet they all have like contingency plans of like how do we fill time if something like that happens right exactly uh and then to end my bad um i gotta go with the toronto blue jays against the american league east are, they must be happy right now that they don't have to play each team 19 times this year. They they probably would not be in a playoff position. No, they're eight and 22, I think, against the American League East. They're like 0 and six against the Red Sox, I think. Yeah. Who they play this 0 and weekend? Seven, yes, and they're what two and eight against, against Baltimore. Baltimore. And the Yankees, I know the Yankees have a winning record against them. Tampa definitely does too. Yeah, like there's your other there's eight wins, so there's seven wins between those other two teams. Wow. So, yeah, I just, it's bad. Like, I I guess the only again the only good thing is you don't have to play an American League East team in the first round, or do you? If the two um, wildcard teams, if they're in the same, because it's probably going to happen, they may have to play Boston. 
Uh, well, the it, Jays are in work? the last playoff spot oh, okay. right now, so right now it would be Minnesota. Okay, the but they could play Tampa Bay then. Uh, Is that a possibility? Probably not, just because it would be the, like the top two division winners get a bye. Oh, so to be, uh, and then the first and second wild card teams would play each other. So they could play an American League East team then. If they pass yeah. Houston, then yeah, they yeah. could play Tampa. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on the good side, I don't know if you've seen uh, Demarcus Ware got to sing the national yeah. anthem. He did an okay job. Like he wasn't he wasn't Roseanne Barr, right? But he was okay. Like he he wasn't terrible. He wasn't the best. But I mean, good for him. Yeah. Like I was nervous for him. They like, never expect a guy like that singing to the anthem. To be able to sing, no. Um, NFL a couple f- uh, football rule changes. Um, tripping is now considered a personal foul and could be uh, additional discipline. Hmm. So it's now 15 yards. And on a kickoff, the uh, returnee can now ask for a fair catch. Like, it really feels like the kickoffs at, in the future will be eliminated. I, I really think that's a play of the past. Especially all the kickers. Like, they're, they're not many... There's not a lot of times where it's not a touchback. Right. So it's a useless play, right? And you don't – it's almost like the NFL doesn't want players going in two different directions, right? Because we kind of know what happens with wide receivers. But, yeah, punts and – like how many times do you see a guy's not looking? It just gets smoked. Like I feel that. That hurts, right? Like, yeah. you know, the guy's trying to make a tackle and, you know, go around the corner and he just gets – yeah, the NFL doesn't want to see that because that's probably where you're getting your worst concussion injuries now, right? So uh, there was a couple of others that they're implementing now, I guess. Any fourth down um, chance is automatically reviewed, which makes sense because it's like a turnover, right? Every turnover is reviewed, so they're going to review that. So there are a couple of other minor things. So um, On the great side, yeah, just again, you got to watch that winning Lakers dynasty. It's really, really good. Um, college football. I'm almost finished the magazine. the The one downside I have, and I'm a little concerned from your uh, journalism um, industry point of view, is I find the magazines are smaller. Like the college ma- magazine is like less than 200 pages now, and there and I'm there's 133 football teams. Like I find even the what they're really doing now is the Sun Belt divisions or the MAC divisions or the USA divisions there's very little write-up on anything really like it's like two paragraphs about those teams and that's it they really focus on the power five conferences now which is that's the way it's going yeah and they're gonna keep like oregon and washington i think are about to come to the big 10 like yeah it's we're we're getting to the super league that we want and i think everyone deserves because you know what i might watch it Tulane if they're in this division two final against North Dakota State or something, but, yeah. right? Because it's be still good football, and it's teams that can still win their, you know, legitimate. Because it almost feels like it's like, you know, like Arizona Coyotes of the NHL. They're the farm team of everybody else in the NHL, right? They just or Oakland A's, yeah, right. They're just they're, they're giving away, and that's what happens with these lower, like some of the like the MAC. I was looking at, like I didn't even read them because like it almost seems like every team in that conference is ranked a hundredth or lower. Out of the 133. So, yeah, it's going to be competitive because they're all about the same, but they're nowhere close, right? There are 100 teams better than them in the Power Five. Yeah. So, anyway, we're getting to what we need to get to, and 
yeah, it'll be interesting next year for sure. This is the last year of the four teams. And oh, yeah, so we're going to 12. Going to 12 next year, which will be great. Um, yeah, so anyway, just to finish with the college football, uh, first big game is not even taking place in North America. Notre Dame taking on Navy August 26th in Ireland. Wait, but it's the like a, of the season. Oh, like a week one, like yeah. a wow. That's yeah, week one. There's a few games going on week one. It always starts in August, the end of August. I don't know why they again college doesn't promote it more. You and know, like it's the, the start of the season, like NFL, like it's week one. You know like, when it's week one. You need. I think college football needs those big. Like I remember a few years ago, it was like Oklahoma, Oregon. Like you need two teams that you think could be contenders playing like, in week early, one for sure. And they do have a few of those. But it doesn't seem like it's it's like they're a backstory to the NFL, just like you know college basketball seems to be like that. Even basketball, NBA, right? Like it's Christmas seems to be like okay, we're here, right? The NFL's almost done, guys. So now we're we're present. But again, they've the changed tournament. that with the tournament, which was another one of my I put under the greats. I I think it's going to get better. It's a start to the format, but I think you're going to find in years like. I think we've already maybe we talked about this last episode. I can't remember. Is um, I think down the road they want to have like a Champions League, so whoever wins this tournament gets to play the best team in Europe. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be interesting, right? Now, now you're getting somewhere, right? Where it's not just a you know a couple of weeks and you play games. It it actually means something, right? So yeah, maybe we're not the NBA champions, but we're the world champions of the international league or you know what I mean? So, yeah, like if they're going to play know? teams like against like Spain teams in Spain and yeah. China and yeah, like they're they, all in the, they, another tournament. For sure, yeah. Yeah, so I just yeah, I I, I like where they're going with it. You got to try, right? You got to experiment. Um another nice thing, I guess I could have put this in this bad, but I put it in the good or in the great, sorry was uh, Jim Brown. They had a celebration of life before the um, Hall of Fame game, and they had all the, you know, old superstars from the NFL and stuff there. I thought that was pretty pretty neat. Um, also, uh, I didn't realize this, but uh, I put this in my grade as well. Chuck Howley, the linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys, who was also inducted into the Hall of Fame, he is the only player in NFL history to win the MVP on a losing Super Bowl team. Wow. So I'm going to end with that because it seems like all my teams that I like go to the finals and have guys that win the best trophy but lose. <laughs> uh, I think another great is also Aaron Rodgers' self-awareness. When he they showed the video of him walking through Canton and Mike Tirico's like, did you get like, did you feel like, oh, I'm going to be here one day or was something along the lines of that? Like, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. And he was right. kind of just like, yeah, like, like that kind of hit me. Like my like your bust is going to be there one day. And, like, I don't know, sometimes I would find that, like, cocky, but also, like, right. it's Aaron Rodgers. You know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Of course, yeah. Like, and he wasn't like, oh, I'm the best. It was just like, no, yeah, that kind of hit me. Like, I'm going to be here one day. Like, I right. felt like it was a it was a modest answer, even though he was talking about being a Hall of Famer. Right. And, and, he, and he could retire at any time. Like, that 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 day's coming sooner rather than later for him, right? Yeah. So. A little more, a little more self-awareness. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that is... That is all we've got, and besides that, we will see you next time.